0: listening to minivan men with al madrigal and maz jabrani we are talking about hecklers we're talking about kids and shows and we're also talking about calling home to little kids that really can't operate an iphone and maybe are distracted and don't want to really hear from you all the time in the first place Uh, minivan men starting now Hey everybody, Al Madrigal here, I'm in New York as usual, and Maz is in LA, and we're just sort of doing this round two of catching up. Um, Maz, we, we heard a lot about last episode, what I was doing, traveling all over the place, I got this hour special, we're doing the All Things Comedy thing, which is just uh, launching again, October 1st, huge for us, um, so big, check out allthingscomedy.com, but Maz, what have you been up to, man?
1: Well, you know, um, basically when the fall and the spring start, that's, that's kind of like my touring season. And uh, anyone who's out there who's got kids, you know, nowadays it feels like people travel a lot for work. And, you know, you, people that have kids that travel will know it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard to leave and, uh, and come back. And I think we've talked about this before. Like the first day you're away is always like, oh, my God, I get to sleep and watch sports or whatever you want, movies or whatever it is. By the second or third day, you're like, you know, you're missing them and you're missing things back at home and what have you. And so, I was in Houston doing shows, and it ended up the the club was great. The people were fantastic. Um, what if, uh, what
0: club is this? Houston Improv? Uh, Houston
1: Improv. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a great time. The it was it was really good. Everything everything was good. Uh, I had a couple of incidents that were interesting because people, you know, people go to comedy clubs and you know, I would say nine times out of ten, comedy shows go pretty smoothly.
0: That's you a know, weird stage also. Can I explain how it's set up? Um, it's almost a light bulb effect with the stage. So you have audience members sort of on the sides of you looking at your butt and backside that are there. It's sort of closer. It's sort of a stage that goes out a little bit. Is yeah, it's right? a little bit. Yes,
1: a little bit. It doesn't go out too far. I mean, it's, uh, it's the, I don't know if you've been there the past. I, I think they've started the club there. It was started like two years ago. It's a really nice room. It's a big room. Oh,
0: two years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like before they used to be in something that looked to be looked looked like it was like a, um, like it used to be uh, like a Caribbean restaurant turned into a comedy that's club the, or something. That's but the now place it's I like remember. a Big okay. room, theater style almost. Um, the only problem is they've got a dumpster right behind the stage, so like halfway through the show you start smelling some stinky stuff, and what? You, the whole time you're thinking, you know what, the front row's thinking I'm farting but you're not. Well, but and then and you can't like bring that up cuz no one else is smelling it but
0: maybe the front row. This is a nicer neighborhood than the last one was in because the last club that they had at the Houston place you're right it was like in an old rainforest cafe. Exactly. And it looked freaky. And then it was in a dying mall, so it had like, you know, uh, it's 50% of the businesses were closing down. I actually this is how long it's been since I went. I've been there. I saw super bad. Oh yeah. the the movie theater yeah so that was like exact- eight years ago yeah exactly yeah yeah no this is this is a nice <laughs> so club and, you're in the nice the, so it was it was, it was
1: it was a great weekend i had two incidents one was at one point i was doing my stuff and i started talking about i didn't even I, I think i talked a little bit about all the stuff that's going on in the middle east with the with all the rioting and all that stuff and i just kind of made made fun of the rioters really uh of like because i guess in in iran they went out to protest uh, uh the uh the, the whole, you know, first of all, people gotta realize that the groups that are going out to protest around the world are smaller groups. They don't represent these the the countries. So there was like a group that had been riled up to go out and protest in Iran and, and I said it was kind of funny was that they showed up and there there's no American embassy in Iran. So I, I was making fun of the fact that they showed up and they're like, you know, death too and then they're like, which building? Which building? you know and then and, and, and in reality what happened in Iran was they actually went and protested at the Swiss embassy. Um, because that's where American affairs are taken care of. And then I was talking about how in, 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 in Libya, I'm sorry, in, uh, in, in Lebanon, Tripoli, they went and attacked the KFC, which I said, <laughs> I said maybe the guy was in the back of the line, like in the back of the rally, and he didn't hear when the mullah had said, go to the embassy, he heard KFC. Anyway, whatever. I did my jokes, and then I went into family stuff, and in the middle of that, some drunk white lady with a nice white gentleman in the front just raises her hand and i'm like uh i'm like yes and she goes uh what's your background and she was drunk and i go what's my background Uh -uh. i "I already said i'm I'm iranian she goes no your background i was like uh uh, iranian said it again and she's like you know what i mean i was like what and it's like one of these situations where you're like okay this lady is clearly just just gone She's she's been drinking too much, and then the husband or whoever she's with is embarrassed as hell. And I don't want like she's. It's almost like seeing like a wounded animal that's still trying to like attack you. And it's almost like yeah, I could kill it right now, but it's it's dead. It's limping. Like I'm not gonna sure. s- hit it. And I go, what are you what are you talking about? She goes, are you? What, what, what are you, a are you a Democrat or something like that? She like busted out with like, what side are you politically? And I was like, what do you, what does that have to do with anything? And, um, and I kind of like dealt with her for a minute and then I just felt bad for the guy. So I, I kind of went away from her for a little bit. And then in the middle, they got up and left. And then once they left is when I let it all out, I was like, turned to the audience. I'm like, did they leave? They're like, yeah, I was like. What the hell was that? And and then I was like, you know, uh, did you get a lot of laughs at that point? Or or you're asking me, you know what you mean? I was like, no, I don't know what you mean, you crazy white bitch. You know, kind of. (laughs) The audience. How long was it? How long was it
0: awkward? Huh?
1: How long was it awkward? It was. It was. It was awkward just for like a minute because it was. It was a packed house. It was a great show. I just like. But the, the problem was they were seated right in the front. So I I basically quieted her down and was able to go like this audience was with me so I was able to go through it but then I wanted to comment and get into it with them but I was but again like I said it was like a wounded animal so that was night one was that extreme the and really
0: quickly can I just jump in for an yeah. anecdote that, yeah because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I had a very similar thing happen yeah um I had something happen very strange you see when we're talking about hecklers. Uh, UCB at Whiplash, I had a guy hit himself in his head, start start hitting himself in the head. And uh, over to my right when I'm in the middle of a story, so I look over my, and I'm not very nice when it comes to anybody interrupting the show. I don't like um yeah, I would have probably been much more rude to that lady than you are. i I just don't have any tolerance for it. Uh, basically my attitude is, so you want to you heckle? You want to bring down this show? I'll show you how to bring down this show, <laughs> and I'll just torment them for the rest of the show. So I'll just poke and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke. It's like, it's just basically to let them know not to interrupt another show. I want them to think about this moment for the rest of their lives, and I want to torture them with it. Right. Uh, so um, I, at UCB, which is known as a very nice place, but the problem is with this UCB... Um, Upright Citizens Recreation Theater in New York and in L.A., I think the same people are going too much. I think that these same people are going um, every single Monday night at 11 o'clock. They have this whiplash show, and so they're lining up to go. And then the same 50 people or 40 people get in the first part of the line, and they take their uh, seats that are – sort of theirs and then as a comic you go and you look out and you sort of see all the same people and so they become this weird sectish insular comedy community that um is unlike a regular comedy crowd so i this guy i don't know this uh, i don't put two and two together this guy starts hitting himself in the head and i look over and i go dude stop hitting yourself in the head what are you doing oh no did he have an illness he, he must have had Tourette's or something after the fact. Um, so I go, stop hitting yourself. And he fires back at me. He goes, it's bad to scratch your head because it's harmful to your hair follicles. Oh, Jesus. And I go, no, it's not. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Stop it. And I go, you know what's helpful for your hair follicles, by the way? Just a, a note for you in the future. Try washing your hair, you blanket blank scumbag. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's what's, I go, that's what's helpful for your hair follicles. You want to do a favor to everybody around you and your hair follicles? I go, There's stuff flying out all over the people. People are cringing behind you, you scummy bum. Quit it. And he's got sort of tattered clothing. He's this chunky kid. Everyone... Yeah, I see people behind him just laughing. I see all the comics in the black, back laughing. I'm friends with Brendan Walsh, really good friends with a couple comics through me on. He loves it when I snap, so I'm just like, ah, this is great. Then some girl yells out, he's my boyfriend. Leave him alone. And I go, what? What's happening? He's not your, what are you talking about? He's not your boyfriend? Take a good look at this guy. This guy's never had any sort of girlfriend in his life. And I'm sorry <laughs> you got separated in the seating process. I should have made her go sit on his lap and scratch his hair follicles. Anyway, anyway, I had this big blow-up, and people started yelling out where I was. And I was like, and I can't – we try not to swear on the show. But I'm telling everybody to shut the F up. This entire crowd is against me at this point. Because I wasn't – it wasn't like you where those people were out of line and the rest of the crowd clear, clearly saw and they had no relationship to them. I'm at a place where everybody knows each other. I wasn't picking on uh, some random guy in the crowd. I was picking on Jason or, you know, like – uh to one of their friends. Like you're so you're the one
1: that's out of line in this situation.
0: And I'm them, the bad guy. This guy's smacking his own head, and people are going, "Ew!" I see it behind him. So anyway, I'm the jerk. But that's sort of the problem with that place. I feel like, uh, you know, and to add it to do over, I wouldn't have said anything because it was sort of after the fact that I realized something was wrong with this guy. Same thing happens. Saturday night, Ohio State, I go... And I'm doing a bit of how my son is a horrible artist. Um, It's sort of a new bit. Uh And this guy goes, Don't talk about your son like that! Oh, jeez. And I hear his voice, and it sort of sounds like... Oh, no. Who's the character actor that was in... Greece, and he's been in a lot of movies. uh, uh, 1945, whatever. Anyway, so... I hear the voice... I learned my lesson from head smacker and I just looked at him. I go, Oh, who said that? Oh, Hey. All right. Um, well, normally I would be less tolerant of this sort of thing, but, um, something is clearly wrong with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: nice. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to,
0: I called him out. Say, Kurt, Kurt, you clearly have some sort of mental issue and I'm going to leave you alone, sir. So this is me being very nice. And not being horrible to you right now. That's like hilarious. To that's the head hilarious. Yeah, you gotta he-
1: you gotta hear their voice and know what you're
0: dealing with. But it's so funny is the bit is that my son got uh, humiliated at school. My my son actually did this really did happen. Some girl made fun of his art and said, Nice art, Lorenzo. and and I said in her defense, he's a horrible artist, and that's where the guy heckles me. And then uh, the whole rest of the bit is I knew at that time it was time for me to pass my trade down to my son. I'll never teach him how to put a shoe on a horse or rebuild an alternator from parts of a pick and pull or forge a sword from steel. But when it came to shutting down a D-bag heckler in the front row, that's my skill. That's <laughs> funny. And he, the irony and that I am, the guy comes at you then. At that moment, so I'm not able to show, and then I go, and you wouldn't see it by proof of that, uh, me just going, okay, you got, I'm going to let this guy slide. <laughs> like,
1: <no. laughs> You're like, so, well, I'm not anyway. going to give him all of the tips, you know, that's kind of, you know.
0: But that's what you were, you were faced with, is you had a heckler that nobody in the audience knew— and there was just some drunk lady. See, a drunk lady. I think people want to see a hammer, and a drunk lady. Yeah, you know,
1: it's. It, I'll tell you what's interesting. Because again, people that that aren't in the world that we're in, it's like you know, it's going great. Everything's going fantastically until somebody, somebody throws says a wrench something, in the and works. You have the choice. I've I've gone off on people when they're just being jerks. Uh, sure. Uh, but when they're and, and and you know, they they'll like yell at you, and you yell at them. I've done that, but but th- this is this is an awkward situation because she's clearly out of it and, and like like you were saying in your case with the guy with the hair thing that's the worst is when you get into something with somebody and you are like oh man i don't think this guy is fully there
0: yeah i and to realize it after the fact is a horrible feeling i mean yeah. if i did really I'd sincerely feel bad and I, like i'm i'm trying not to do it i just think also a huge lesson is like let's not if you got something like that going on, I don't think that you know. I guess you don't know not to sit in the front. But also the club, I, I, the club
1: should know, but the club doesn't know. There's just seating people. I had yeah, a friend. I have a friend of mine who's got some. Um, he's a nice. Guy. He's like a. He's he's related to a fam to, to some, some of my close friends, and he's actually got like some mental issues. Really nice guy, and he came to a show one time, and I gave him a comp ticket because and this poor guy comes out alone. But he's got like, like I said, I, I don't know if it's it's not Down syndrome, but it's whatever. It's he's just you'd know. I mean, he's off a little bit. Syndrome. And they yeah. sat him in the front row, and this guy would laugh at everything loud and like <laughs> oh, he'd be like, ah ha ha ha, like my setups.
0: <laughs>
1: and it was this weird thing where I was like, the crowd was laughing, and I, the first time it's, it was funny because people were like, oh, that guy's got a funny laugh. And if I didn't know him, I would have been like, "Oh my god, he got a funny laugh." And but I knew him, and he and then I talked to him for a second, and then he started laughing even more, and I was like, "This is," I was like, "This is just not gonna like I gotta ignore him now," because it's just gonna keep getting worse.
0: Yeah, I've had stuff like that happen all the time. Well, I went and did a set at Jimmy Kimmel early on in my uh, when I did one of my first TV spots. And they said, don't be thrown by this, but there is our biggest fan, is this retarded guy that sits right in the front row. And so, right in front of me during my set, I just had uh, just a visibly mentally evil guy just look at me, and he wasn't laughing. He was poo pooing my set. That's hilarious. That's why I, I love the <laughs> weird, ha ah, ha ha, like chunk from Goonies. Yeah. But no. He was not a fan of my brand of comedy, which made it even worse. That it was is just so brutal. Funny. And and I had a thing at the Hollywood improv where um I guess this is a true story that uh, there was this amazing football prospect in San Diego, and he was gonna be he was just like the guy. He was gonna get drafted right away. He was gonna be an NFL star. And um he We'll wrap up our heckling section in a second. I just got this one thing. And so he snuck into the Hollywood Improv showroom and sat right in the front. And the largest black man that was mentally disabled because he got in a car accident, this huge football prospect, got in a car accident and became brain damaged and sat in the front and just said... After all of your jokes, that's what she said and yo mama. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then that's all funny. You know what's funny? Yo mama. Oh, Oh oh, my God. The club's got to know these things. No, they were trying to keep him out of the showroom, and I guess he snuck in. Well, guess who's set he snuck in for? (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's take a break. and We'll be right back. Uh, there's a of, we got lost in a little heckler weeds, but it's always fun. I love exchanging heckler stories with comics. Um, so we'll be right back. Thanks.
1: Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy.
0: Okay, we're back. Of course, you can find us at MinivanMen at Gmail, MinivanMen on Facebook, and MinivanMen at allthingscomedy.com. Um, back with Moz, catching up. Now, the heckler, obviously we're talking about the crazy instances where we've had sort of off hecklers. Everybody who's a heckler has got to be a little off in the first place, either an inebriated or hostile. They've all got some mental stuff going on. So that's always important for me to remember so I don't go psycho and start swearing at them. But what you can't plan for is people that think it's okay to bring – kids into the shows. Now, you you just recently had an instance with that? Because I just had it twice this weekend.
1: Yeah, so I had... So, you know, it's funny. I always tell people I go... Uh, I recommend my show for 13 and older because I, there's a couple of cuss words in there. Not a lot. Uh, nothing that more that you would hear than a, in a PG-13 movie. I remember being a kid when I was like 10 or 11 listening to Eddie Murphy. So I know kids know yeah. a lot more. But so,
0: Brian Regan is all ages, and I think that sort of opened up the floodgates for people wanting to... Take their... Speaking of kids, um, well, I you think know, people... The, yeah, people want to take their kids to comedy.
1: Yeah, and the problem is, as we're speaking about this, as my son, uh, Dara, is coming here. Dara, say hi to Al. Say hi, Al.
0: Hi. Hi, hi Dara. Al. Hi, Dara, I miss you. He said, I miss you. So I miss you too, Al. I miss you too, Al. Do you remember who I am? The guy who used to come over and talk in front of the microphone and play basketball and... What else Hello. did I do? Play soccer? You know Al, right, Dora? Remember Al? Yes, I do.
1: Uh, okay, good. Okay, I but, but let Daddy finish this real quickly. Daddy's got to finish. You want to sit right there or you want to go inside? You want to sit with me? Okay. So so uh, it's kind of ironic that I'm talking about bringing young yeah, kids yeah. to the show when my son shows
0: up. Well, um, this is sort of this is clean. We could talk about like uh, For the most part, it's clean-ish. I mean, it is sort of a pg No, No, it's clean. No, it's totally clean. Yeah. It's
1: just funny because... What happened was, um, I'd said 13 and older, and I ran into some people who were like, So, is, you know, people, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to that show because it's going to be like really clean. I was like, No, man, my show's not that dirty in the first place. And I was like, It's going to be the same show. Like, don't worry about it. It was 13 and older. And so we show up. And again, I think these clubs got to like just use their minds a little bit more. I look outside. Uh, at the uh, at the stage and front row there's a there's a white family white guy his wife really like nice kind of like you know college educated so you you want him out out of there so you want him out of there you want to and this girl and the girl had a bow in her hair and she was supposed to be 13 and it's funny i don't know know if you know the comedian ali sadiq but he was hosting he's a very funny guy. And he's got kids. And he came over to me, he's like, "That girl is not 13." He goes, "I got a 13 year-old. If I put a bow in her hair,' he's like she would punch me in the face." <laughs> so I'm sitting there going like, "Oh my God, like why'd they put that girl right in the front?" And again, like you were saying, like what we're talking about, like my style is like, I want to talk to these people, but I don't want to embarrass them. And I go up and I kind of acknowledge it for a second. And then as I'm doing my set, because the whole time I'm confident, I'm like, all my material's clean. There's nothing dirty there. And then suddenly I come upon this one joke that I do. I go, you know, there's a joke I do about when, uh, you know, like when you got the kids, like it's like being a Navy SEAL. Like you got to take care of your business whenever they're sleeping. So I go, for example, the other day, I told my wife, you know, let's have some S-E-X. I'm spelling it because the B-O-Y is sitting with me. And, uh... And she says, I'm not in the mood. I go, I'm not in the mood either. But this is our window. This is our window. Let's go. So that's just saying the word S-E-X. But I'm like, I can't say this with little uh, Shirley Temple sitting here in the front. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you edit that out of your head. As you're doing your set, you're like, edit. Then there's another joke I do about. It's so um, funny. <laughs> uh, uh, about taking my B-O-Y, uh, swimming. He's sitting here right now. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, how you, you got to be careful what you say around them. And this actually happened. I said I was teaching him, you know, doggy paddle. And I said, hey, we call this doggy, S-T-Y-L-E. And then I go, I knew it was too late because he's going to go to school. And be like, my daddy taught me doggy style. And, uh, and we get in trouble. But, but whatever. It's not that dirty. But with Shirley Temple in the front, it is. And furthermore, yeah. later on, Ali was telling me that this family who'd brought this girl and brought her into the front row i don't know what they were thinking when i come out I, i'm sure you've seen me i come out and I, I do like a little persian dance at the top sometimes yeah and in the sure. persian dance i kind of swivel my there's, hips and do a little circular motion
0: uh, ali was telling there, me that while a i was doing light the humping. swiveling
1: dance he was off stage watching and the mother was turning the young girl away
0: so she wouldn't watch my swiveling hips it's a lot of it's a it's a light humping what you do yeah yeah light humping
1: but I still.
0: say <laughs> swivel my hips. You do a little do a little gyro to the hump dance. Yeah, you know. It's I what, wouldn't it want what my daughter is. seeing that. You know, I'm sure How it's, not, is that a uh, it's not. But if you're
1: 13 the and, and over. aren't, aren't uh, commending me uh, all, all over the country. No, but I'm just saying. That said, yeah. if, the wife, if the mother is turning the kid's head at that point, then that kid is just shouldn't be there. So yeah. it was a situation yeah, again to, where I was uncomfortable, but getting through it. And then again, at about 45 minutes in, I think they got tired. The kid probably got tired, and they left. And as soon as they oh, wow. left, again, I was like, "Did they just go?" And everyone was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, the whole time, I go, "I'm not," I go, "I'm not that dirty," but the whole time with that kid there, I felt like cussing, and so I just started cussing on stage for a while, and it was funny. So all of a sudden, this 13 and older show became very dirty because everybody
0: loved dirty. it at that point. Did, did the crowd go crazy? They loved
1: it. Oh my god, they were loving it. I was like, so, "I'm sorry," I, did, I said the s word which I would say right now, but again, I got somebody with me. Um I said it like me, 20 times. I was like, S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S, you know, S-H-I-T, S-H-I-T. So I've had cry, this I go, I happen. I go, I don't even say that in my set that much. But when Shirley Temple was looking at me, I felt like I should say it uh,
0: <laughs> I've had this happen quite a bit. I don't know why it keeps happening, but it just happened over the course of the weekend. We were doing shows in Birmingham, Alabama uh, last weekend, and... I had, there were little kids here that were 10 years old, 11 years old. But with me, I found out after the fact. So I had been going on big rants about, you know, not rants, but I have little bits about Hulk Hogan's nutsack. Hilarious. And just like stuff that definitely, and just, you don't swear, you try not to swear. Oh uh, No, I'm I did, yeah,
1: I Look, it's not that I don't, I swear a little bit. But it's like, but I, I have F bombs unintentionally all over the place. It, you
0: know? So I have F bombs I'm dropping unnecessarily left and right, nutsack this, nutsack that, this. A lot of F bombs and nutsack. It's a highbrow, very. Uh, but in the course of telling stories, have a lot of just stuff that is not PG 13. It's, it's pretty R ish you know a lot of kid material is fine but same time it's a good mix so um anyway i just see and then you the lights come on you see an eight-year-old walk out like oh there you go and that which pisses me off he doesn't even know who hulk hogan is hilarious He's the guy from the renaissance commercial how's he gonna have appreciate a hulk hogan nuts that joke without being able to really picture it you know should we take a break after hulk hogan you're breaking up a bit because um, I'm not under a blanket like I was last week. Oh, the under the blanket—that's that's the problem. I'll get yeah, back get under, under my blanket. blanket again, man. All right, I'll get under my blanket and we'll come right back. Yeah.
1: Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook.
0: Okay, everybody, we're back, uh, and uh, we're here, just Maz and Al uh, talking. Now, Maz, uh, you've been on the road, you call in to the kids. I call in... Nobody wants to – everybody misses me a lot. I know everybody misses me. But if you catch kids at the wrong time, they're on – they're watching TV and nobody wants to break away from a television to talk to dad. So I had to force people to pause it. And then they're they're sort of, you can only have so long with the kids before they get sort of disinterested, I find. And especially at your kid's age, I can actually have a conversation with Lorenzo. And Louisa, we find stuff to do. She takes me on little tours of the house, and she's a horrible camera operator with the iPad. Oh, that's a good Um, idea. I didn't think about that. Why aren't you FaceTiming everybody? No, I'm not, I didn't ask you, Dara. I want to know well, from your dad why he's not FaceTiming anybody. Well, no, I try to do the FaceTime. This is the problem. It's like, first of all,
1: it's funny. I was I was in Houston with Aaron Ariampour, who uh, people out yeah. there, he's a funny comic out of Dallas. Yeah, she did the art made for made a good Mini point because we were, um, I, was, I was in the car with Aaron. We're driving, and I forget where we're coming from, but I was like, I had this fantasy in my head. I was like, because my son had gone to play soccer, and I wanted to check in with him. And I was like, you know what? I want to catch up and it's going to be great. I'm going to call and, you know, it's going to be, hey, daddy, how are you? And my wife's going to be like, hey, and, and I'm going to say, what happened? I'm- you know, I'm going to catch up, get all the full thing, the full report. So I called and she handed him the phone. And anyone who's got an iPhone knows when a four-year-old handles an iPhone, you know, that, that cute little cheek hits that little mute button and you're going, hello, hello. They're not hearing anything. You're hearing them.
0: Hello? Hang up. A lot of hangups.
1: Then you hear mommy saying, what did you do? What's going on? And then and then the phone comes back, and now it's back on. And then hands are back to him. And then, hey, so what happened, buddy? Well, what happened was cl- click. He's off. I'm like, oh, he come on. It again. It's now just, he's hung up on, it's on you. It's back and forth. And it gets to the point where you're like, what's, you know, like, then they call you back. What the hell are you doing? You know, and it's like, yeah. it just escalates. You know what and I'm saying? And then you say. You're no
0: son of mine. Um, yeah. it's like, I'm never coming home. <laughs> I can't stand you people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's funny. Aaron, Aaron was making a good point. He said, back in the day, there used to be a handheld, like a phone connected to the, you know, to the kitchen. And when you called, everyone was like, it's daddy.
0: Gather around. You know what I'm saying? And they would take turns talking. They make those for the iPhone. You can get an adapter that plugs into the bottom where it's just a handheld old school phone.
1: Right, but but yeah, that's you know what. what I, but but the, I've seen that. But the but it's not even about that. It's more about like you would call once in the day or once in the week. These guys now are so used to like look, you hand them an iPhone, they're
0: like, screw daddy, I want to play Angry Birds. Yeah, they have too much access and they have too much technology. I mean, it's a problem with everything. Uh, is that we're so distracted, we have so many choices that uh, we're sort of losing focus on what's important. Like yeah, there is so much. The big networks and what the TV shows that were on. We were just talking about Emmys. Like 30 million people used to watch the Emmys. Now maybe 12. You know, were 50 million. Like everything because it was the Emmys. And it was a huge – or the Oscars. And they talk about the ratings for these award shows going down or they get excited when – uh, Dad used to call because it was a long distance phone call. Was such a big thing, but now we all have free long distance. It's bundled into our plan and texting. You know, like yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just everything is losing its value.
1: Yeah. So I don't know what the solution is, but I like your I like your uh, your tip of having her take you through a tour of the house or like uh, or or something like that. Show to me get, your stuff. Maybe yeah, make yeah, it yeah. interesting for them.
0: Sure, and they maybe make Daddy a video. And then your wife can make you an iPad video, and then you can have that stuff to look at and show Aaron. Or what if and you could be the angry bird? That would be kind of cool. Yeah, if there's a way yeah. for you
1: to call, and you become like an angry bird, and they shoot you.
0: Daddy, the daddy game? The daddy they game. Flick, they flick your face. <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy. I'm going to put daddy. I'm going to paint daddy. Daddy. I'm going to pay Daddy. Let's call the CAA app people. Did you ever stop signing with CAA? Yeah, I signed with them. All right, so maybe me and you will call CAA and create that app, the Daddy Game. Daddy Game it is. From Minivan Man. to right. Daddy Game. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, thank you very much, everybody. That's been an episode uh, from Dara, Maz Jorge. I'm Al Madrigal. Chris Spencer, of course, hard at work on other with other projects. Um, I have my hour special coming up again. If you, anybody wants tickets... Don't hesitate to ask. I'd love people from the show to kind of listen to the show. Come out to Austin. Um, minivanmen at gmail.com. 25. Easy. All right. Thanks Wait, a lot, let everybody. Let Dara say bye to Dara. Say, Dara oh, say, bye, Dara. Thanks
1: for listening to Minivan Men.
0: Thanks for listening to Minivanman. Bye.
1: All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.
0: Minivanmen.